it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. Welcome to Take the Elevator Season 5. We're so glad you've tuned in and that you're spending some time with us. Yes. It's nice to be um, appreciated enough to want to be spent time with, you know? Right? Corey, it was so funny. I was playing back our last episode, and, you know, we've just started this one season. I mean, sorry, one episode a week, which is how we started. Right. And we used to do two episodes a week. And in each episode, we were going for the 22 minutes. Right. Right? It turns out the one episode we did last week was 44 minutes. So I was thinking, <laughs> why did we just do two episodes of 22? Well, but- because it wasn't planned that way. And it just kind of <laughs> fell into 44 minutes by happenstance. But I mean, it was... Teacher's a habit, Yeah, though, I guess right? so. Yeah. That's so, so funny how that worked out. So if you are new to listening to us, welcome. We're so grateful that you're here where uh, Take the Elevator really just, our goal is to elevate mood, elevate people, yes, elevate your day, hopefully, you know, just put some positive joy and smile and conversation in your way today. Yeah. And if you're on the first floor or the 21st floor, if you can go up to the next one, Hey, we've done our job and you're in a much better place. Right, right. So today, Corey, we're going to talk about the art of holding a conversation. Shoot, not even holding. Let's talk about starting a conversation. Yeah, now that's the hardest part. (laughs) I I agree. I agree. So this is basically starting a conversation in a small group setting or with a complete stranger. And so we've done that quite a bit And I'm going to say in the last year in new ways um, because of new business. Right. Right. And it truly is an art form and nothing that we're pro at, but we want to elevate today by sharing some of the tips that we've learned, some of the do not do this. Right. And moments that we're still trying to discover. And maybe you all have the answer for us. Yes. And the struggle is real. Trust me, because we've been in a bunch of situations where We couldn't get that conversation going or we got it going and it went in the wrong direction and we didn't know how to get it back. Like awkward. Right. Yeah. So current day, Corey, how sociable are you in these events now? I'm very. Okay. So there's two Corey's that you have to Ah. be aware of. There's personal Corey. Yeah. And I'm not as social as I should be, but I'm a much more sociable person now. I have the ability to. Start the conversation. And it's not that I never had it. I just don't choose to lean on that because I I haven't always been the biggest communicator and the biggest people person. And then there's the professional Corey who is always looking for an opportunity to strike up a conversation, who is always looking for an opportunity to um, engage mm-hmm. and bring in people and and let myself be out there and just, you know, and and that's purposeful. You know, I I purposely do those things. Whereas in my personal life, I'm very closed off a lot of times because I'm, I'm a, I'm a thinker. And a lot of people that know me know that I'm, I'm in deep thought a lot of the hours out of the day because I'm constantly trying to create constantly trying to, and you can't create if you're always talking. Right. So that that's how that works. Exactly. You want to listen. So why don't we do this? We're going to break up today's episode because it can be lengthy. Yes. And we know how important it is for you guys to have a break. Because if you all you do is listen to Corey and I talk, I fear we're going to lose you in transit. So we're going to break this up by talking about the before the conversation, the beginning of the conversation, the body, and there's actually an end and actually post-conversation. Right. You got to know how to close the conversation yeah. off because you can ruin a whole bunch of things yeah. by just continuing you to just talk. Say, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've said enough. Right. So we're going to talk about all those beautiful things when we come back. Yeah. Every day, elevate. Okay, so let's do this. I would love to share some of the new conversations that I've had to have because of Genco Sound Company and all that we're doing, right? Yes. So I will go to a Shameless Band's performance, and 
my thought process was I'm going to go have a beer, enjoy the music, sing along, dance, and I'm done. End of story. Full right. stop. <laughs> well, clearly that's not how that was supposed to be. It, it's good to include in my evening. I realize that. But I need to know who owns the brewery. Are they going to be there? Who's managing the brewery? Who your point of contact has been? What you know about them, right? What kinds of people are going to be there? Where is the brewery? What's the history? Um, when is the event? When is it scheduled? And then ultimately my purpose in why am I going? Right. And I know that sounds really complicated, but if you guys are entrepreneurs or if you're going to a wedding or you're going to a birthday party for a friend of a friend and you don't know everybody, these are so important. Yes. Because you will or you should be talking. You will meet new people. And if you're not the kind that approaches people, I'm pretty sure someone's going to approach you for conversation. Right. Oh, yeah. So I know I shot those questions off real quick but it's i think for me that's half of it right like knowing those pieces and because let's be honest whenever you know we we do something there's always preparation for it right so why would a conversation be any different right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so anyhow and especially if you're um someone who really cherishes community and people and uh, and those connections, it's really important to just come prepared. I remember I went to an event a few months ago and it was for the place that I work at. And it was, I met a bunch of scholars, a bunch of scholarship recipients, I should say. And I could have been more prepared. Um, thankfully I knew some basic things about what was going on, what schools were going to be there and things like that. But even that was awkward. Like, okay, I don't, I don't want to just blab, but Corey, give me, for instance, you and I are meeting for the first time and we're at a brewery. You're the band member and I'm going to watch you. How do you strike up a conversation with me? Oh, my goodness. See, Jen, and I, I know you know me, and I'm quiet because this is my lane, and this is what I, I do. I If you're calling yourself a business or a businesswoman, businessman, you don't have off time when you're going to an event. You, right. you are working, essentially, every time you go to any kind of event. Mm. So you need to have certain things prepared. You need to have... Your website memorized. You need to have your IG account memorized. You need to have at least some form of contact business card. Um, They have these digital cards now called Mm -hmm. Popple or other ones. Dot is another one that you can instantly exchange information. And so if I'm meeting someone for the first time, there's things that I'm, I'm prepared for. I'm always prepared for a hand bump or a handshake, a high five and a smile on my face. I know that I'm going to look presentable. I'm not going to go looking like I'm there to have a great time in, in just any old kind of way. I am there to have a great time, but I want to I want to present myself in a way that people say, I like the way he dressed. I like the way he looks. I like what he chose to wear. Those are all the things that are so important because first impressions are everything. And you may not think that people remember Mm -hmm. what shoes you had on, what pants you had on, if your pants were dirty, if your shirt had a stain on it. But those are all preparations that I go into when I'm going to meet someone or going to an event purposefully. And then when I meet that person, I'm saying certain things. I'm glad to meet you. It was good talking to you. You want to cover those points because you want them to leave thinking he was very thorough. He was very polite. He was Mm -hmm. very into what he was talking about and even more so into what I was saying to him. So those are the beginnings of it, you know, and then you go into the actual meet, greet and the bulk of the conversation. Right. So I think and bravo to you because you just gave a really good summary of the whole conversation pretty much um i think one of 
and you you mentioned if you're a business owner, and I just think it applies to people in general. Absolutely, if you're a business owner, this is an art form you want to make sure you practice to make perfect. It's a much needed art form. If you're a person who goes to events or you've got family, friends, these circles, you know, of people, this is still something you want to be able to do. And if you have a friendship or you're in a relationship, you guys will definitely have conversation, or at least I hope. Right. I hope there's conversation. So I think one of the most awkward things that I've experienced in meeting someone for the first time is what questions do I ask or how do you make that connection? So the conversations just flow, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I've read, you know, some good tips because there's this question, how are you today? How are you doing tonight? Right. And those are, I don't, I mean, if that's where you start, that's great. I think it's a good starter. Uh, for me, some of those questions are basic. Like, for example, so how was the weather today for you? <laughs> like, Well, to me, those are dead-end questions. Um, and if someone is not open to talking, they're going to just say the, the right. average fine. Mm-hmm. So you want to detail that question that's going to open up the conversation. You want to give an example of what you might do? I, so if I'm at a place where I'm looking to engage and get more information, I would comment on the aesthetics of the place and how they built the place, got the place to the point that it's at now. I'm sure it hasn't always been there. Tell me how you got here. If the scenery is really good or the music is good, it's a band playing or there's music playing, I will address that. And then I will also address what they're doing and how they have been able to bring in the people they're, they're bringing in just so that they have to talk and they have to engage a little bit, even if it's for a short amount of time, because sometimes people are busy and they don't have time to go into detail. So if you can just get them to give you more than a good, fine. Yeah. Great. And keep moving. Then Mm. you're, you're on the road to success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. So I'm going to say, as a recommendation, try to go out of those questions and create your own. Yes. Right? Um, Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Yes. Actually gave a good uh, advice on that, actually. He says, ask number questions. So it would be like, how long have you worked here? Mm. And even though it's a one-worded answer, it engages the introverts especially, you know? And so let's say I say, oh, I've worked here for eight years. And then you can <clears throat> respond with, wow, eight years. That, that's a good amount of time of dedication. What's kept you here for eight years? Bam. Right? You're so, in the door. Right. So you just open that up. And even like, how long did it take for you to get here? Um, that might open up to where they live, you know, the things they enjoy or... You know, and so what has changed since you started working here to this point? That's another. Yeah, that builds. Yeah. Right. So you want to have those questions that build. If you truly don't know how to start it off, our recommendation is ask a number question. Yeah. Right. Um, I know that people have met you and I, Corey, and how long have you been together? And that's instantly I look at you. Oh, my gosh, Corey, we've been together for almost 20 years And it instantly puts us in that place where we're comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not an answer we have to make up. It's not putting pressure on me to, I need to answer this right. The answer I give you is right anyways. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of people do have pressure. Um, They might feel socially awkward or experience social anxiety. So you want to be a friend in those instances. Think, you know, everyone I meet, might be experiencing some anxiety. So let me be a friend, not a foe in this conversation instead of putting them in the, on the spot with these, you know, so what's your, what's your purpose in life? <laughs> what's your why? <laughs> right. So yeah, refrain from those and just be easy and start with a number question. And can I say one of the biggest not to do's in conversation? Yes. Try not to stump your 
person that you're talking to. Try not to be too scientifical or too strategic or catch them off guard. You know, some people think it's quirky to ask a question that's very hard to answer. Right. And that that's usually a turnoff for the average person because the average person has business on their mind. So they're or they're, gauge where they're at. Right. Like right. you don't know what knowledge base they have and the things they enjoy, right? Right. So lead into those. Um another thing, and so here's where it gets awkward for me is when I'm talking to someone and they just cut you off and make it about them. Mm. Now I've been guilty of that before. Like that was my thing. I felt like my way to connect with you is to say, oh my gosh, I had a story just like that. And here's my story. And then, you know, share, and you've totally put this spotlight on you when it should be on us. Right. Right. So just some tips there. Like, Ooh, allow- I like that, Jen. You just ah. hit the nail on the head. So the story is not about you or that person. It's about both of you. So yeah. it's a us thing. And when you build on a us, then both parties feel engaged. Both parties feel like I'm contributing to this conversation right. and I, I'm I'm okay with this. Yes. Yes. And I know you guys can't see us. And so we may give you tips that you already know, but you know, the acknowledgement, the nodding of the head, the eye contact, the open body language. We've had an episode where we talked about that. People sometimes forget the importance of this, especially when they're meeting virtually, because that's a big thing that happens now. And all you're seeing is neck up, probably, um, is the eyebrow raise. So, like, if I'm paying attention with you and my face is lit up, it shows open instead of like this. Mm-hmm. See the difference? I'm looking at Corey yeah. making the... And, and I know <laughs> they're probably like, whoever's listening is going, okay, what is she doing? Yeah, so yeah. how are we supposed to know so, that? Yeah, I was just raising my eyebrows and putting them down. Okay, so that's the beginnings of it. Be curious, pay attention, connect, make it an S thing versus a, a me thing, Right. Now, as you're having the conversation and you're building and you're getting to know people, um, there's a tip that I found on a website and it's called bookmarking. Now, this will come in time and it sounds very scientific and I'm going to try to not scare anybody here. I call it time stamping, but go ahead. Oh, I like that. Okay, we'll talk about that. So um, bookmarking is really around um things that the person shares that you're going to remember or that are key. Mm -hmm. So Corey, if I'm meeting you and we're in conversation and you mention, Oh, I play the bass. Okay. And you show excitement noted. He likes music, da, 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 you know, and as we're exchanging information, I might say, I actually, I know a bass player and he's looking for someone, you know, to learn more from, are you okay if, you know, you connect and more if he says yes, or if you say yes, I'm like, great, I'm going to tweet you the information or here's my Instagram. Let's connect there. So now you're built. It's not like, hi, I'm Corey. Here's my Instagram account. Right. Follow me right now. It makes sense that there would be an exchange in um, information. Yeah. You know, or so anyways, bookmark your conversation, make mental notes. And then, bring those up because now you have a connection and it's really important to bookmark, especially when we get into how to end a conversation. Right. So tell me about, um, what'd you say? Timestamp? Yeah. I, it's, uh, ultimately the same thing that you said. I just timestamp that particular moment. And then I remember, um, after the conversation, what I need to write down, what I need to make a note of. If that person said, Oh, I love Micheladas. I'm not a beer drinker, but I know people do like and enjoy beer. So that's something that I need to remember if that person singled that out. If uh, someone says, you know, I really like uh, rock music. I'm a musician, so I'm going to timestamp that so that I remember they like rock music. That's a good point of contact, a a good reference to bring up when when we're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. The people then realize that you cared enough to remember something that they're they're talking about and, and they appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Whenever you bring something up that someone shared, it gives them good vibes. Yes. Right. 
So the next part is something that people have called finding sparks, bringing joy into conversation, tapping in um, deeper. So questions like this is, um, so what's, what's a passion project you're working on right now? Obviously that's not going to be my first question. Cause again, we're building. So as we're connecting, these are questions. And when you talk about a passion project or something that they're very excited about, the hope is that they're going to open up and like, Oh wow. Let me tell you because it's a passion project. Yeah. Very rarely have we tapped into someone's passion and they got down. Right. Oh, well, I really like, you know, no, they, they're like, Oh, so I'm doing this and, I'm, yeah. and this happened. And then the other day and you're like, okay. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner here. Absolutely. Here. Speaking of spark, here's a way, let me give you a, you can do this or you can do this. Um, I entered a meeting and, um, people were talking about, Oh, so how was your 4th of July? Right. Oh, great. You're with family. Awesome. Yeah. You stayed up all night. Yeah. I was pretty loud in my neighborhood too. Um, or you can ask, Oh my goodness. Let's, you know, what was, what was the best fireworks show you've ever been to or ever seen? Mm. Right. Then you bring people back, you start storytelling, you start connecting and there's more things to connect on based on a story. Yeah. And guys know this, we're learning uh, more about conversation, having this conversation mm -hmm. at the same time that you're learning as well, because although we have our techniques and although we know a lot about how we communicate, uh, there are a few things that have been said today, especially by Jen, that I'm like, mm, going to take that one, going to take that to the bank because I, I want to try that and see how that works out. So, yeah, just know uh, we, we're not the we're not we're pretty much specialists. We're not professionals yet. Right. Right. Sharing our experiences. Yeah. You know, because that's how we learn. Yeah. Is by shared experiences. So, um. Another thing that I have learned in conversation is the value and the power of reciprocating. So if I ask you a question and you answer the value of sending that question back to me instead of saying, okay, I've answered, I'm, I'm done talking to you kind of thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of examples around that. Like, so how did you enjoy the band? Oh, I really, I really enjoyed them. Thank you. It would be more powerful to say, I really enjoyed them. How about you? What'd you think? Right. Right. And that's that <clears throat> reciprocation and that makes it easy to connect. And it, it's almost like a no brainer. You know, can, as far as what do I ask next? Right. Can we tackle one of the toughest parts of communication and conversation? Yeah, let's try. So I've been in conversation with people and I've seen them physically, mentally just check out. Like yeah. you see that that was a miss and they do those big key things to let you know, not interested. They grab their phone. Dun, dun, dun. Ugh. They roll their eyes and shift to a closed posture. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Those are all those negative signs like, yeah. I'm not feeling this. I don't want to talk. And then how do you bring that back? Because it's possible to bring them back in, but you got to know what you're doing. Because if you, some people just ignore those red flags and yeah. keep on going. So that's tip number one. Don't ignore it. Right. <laughs> right. Never ignore <laughs> the red flags when someone has yeah. disconnected from you. Man, that's such a good question. And I'm going to answer on the spot. And as we talk, you know, I'm sure that we'll come up with some really good stuff here. My initial thought is, of course, don't ignore it. Pay attention to that. Um, if that person is not interested, I definitely don't force my way on them. That's like, okay, I see you and I, I respect that. So I might say, well, it was so great talking to you. You know, if if you need anything or my name's Genevieve, great to meet you. And then that's it. Um, if there's a chance to spark something up based on what they've already shared, or if I can recall like, okay, they just totally shifted. What did I say? What did I do? That's made them turn off 
right? Especially if you've already had a conversation with them and then something went wrong. So if I can recover that and maybe elaborate on it or bring something up um, regarding something that they enjoyed in our conversation, that would be my final attempt. Right. And if still they were closed off, it would be, because here's this, remember we, we did mention after you have conversations with people, you network and you meet them. I am a big fan of writing down what I've learned and that includes what not to do next time. Right. So it could be, and, and you know, we didn't say this because we want to say that people know this, but just in case one of the, some of the things you don't want to talk about, of course, politics, religion, those kind of things. So, or be too tacky in humor because humor is powerful. Oh yeah. And I've seen people go over the top with it and mm -hmm. then it kind of shuts people down. Right. So I would just make note of what it was. Yeah. And I agree a hundred percent. Also um, what I'm doing is learning how to shift gears very quickly. Mm. I know a little bit about everything, but I'm not an expert or a pro on anything. Right. Um, I also can have a conversation about just about anything. If you go into neurosurgery or something like that, then obviously I'm, I'm, I'm clueless, but I can ask enough questions to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Um, it's important to remember remember that when you're dealing with men, sports are going to come up. I'm not a sports guy, but I know enough mm. about sports to keep the conversation going. Yes. My daughter used to ask me, why are you doing this? Or why are you watching that? Why are you looking at, <laughs> at this particular or reading this yeah. book? But because people have conversations about some of the things that you're not interested in, but it keeps the conversation going. That's such a good point. I love that because that's part of being prepared. Yeah. And so if you have, or if you're in conversation, you know, like, okay, these questions come up a lot. I'm not interested, but I need to be able to have conversations with people and connect. So perfect example on sports. Um, if people love to talk about traffic, because here in California, guys, people talk about traffic all, all the, time. the time. I can't even tell you how many conversations I'm in every week. And one of the first things is, how was traffic this morning? Oh, my gosh. Traffic was crazy. Right. So people <laughs> driving stupid. It just becomes <laughs> a thing. And I actually learned this from someone on YouTube that I follow. And she picked up a book on traffic. Mm -hmm. So she could have input. She, she gets these facts like, oh, did you know that people use the left blinker more than they do the right? And they're like, really? Oh, I didn't know. And so it can broaden the conversation outside of complaining about traffic. Right, right. Or, you know, being happy that traffic was great. And then the person you're talking to walks away feeling more stimulated because they're like, yes, oh, my gosh, did you, knew, did you realize how much she knew about traffic and about cars and right. blinkers? She's so impressive. Right. I've got to keep in touch with her. Exactly. I've got to have her in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said to you, if you have stories that are adventure based, people love adventure. Like it's something for sure that's going to grab their attention. So if you're a traveler Good for you. Have those stories. Great for you. Yeah. But yeah. let's be mindful that time is everything and we can't get time back. So if your adventure is a 30 minute story, it, <laughs> might, it might not be the best story to tell on the first right. meet. Sum it up. Yeah. Sum it up. So Glory, what what's your take on that? How long should you be talking before pausing to make sure people are still there with you like what's the longest person should actually hold the conversation so we all have these selfish moments where we just want to get it out yeah and we we really want to talk and so it's important not to have those moments when you're meeting <laughs> someone that's not right, the time right. to do the vomit and just get everything out of your system right that's the time to say let me do 10 to 15 seconds of of conversating and pause or give them an opportunity to respond. Most of the time, if, if, if it's a good story, they'll ask a question. Mm -hmm. And if they don't ask a question, but they give you the free lane to continue, then you continue. But you do a 10 to 15 second pause, you know, talk and then pause. 
Um, otherwise, you're going to get yourself in some deep water and you're going to see people turn themselves off and kind of like check out of the yeah. conversation. Now, I have to say this because we've talked about someone else checking out. Don't you check out. <laughs> oh, that's so good because especially if your mind is everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I've got this project, I've got this huge thing tomorrow, or I just got into an argument with Corey, so that's where my mind's at. Do whatever you can to clear your mind and be present. Um, I know, actually not I noticed, I was with a coworker, and funny enough, I was training on confidence and courage and communication. Mm-hmm. And my f- watch vibrated because I was getting notification out of habit. What do I do? Look at my phone and check to see, you know what I mean? So it's even those little things where we show disinterest or we've checked out. So what should I do when it's an important event? Either get disciplined enough to not check my watch when it's on, don't even have it on vibrate or just take it off altogether. Or acknowledge the fact that you just realized, you know what? That was rude. I'm sorry. I kind of checked out on you. I looked at my watch. That's not my priority right now. Let's get back engaged. Let's continue the conversation. I've even asked someone in conversation when I seen them physically check out, like, okay, something just happened. I lost you. What happened? And a lot of times people will tell you like, oh, well, I really don't like talking about oh, A, B, or C. Talk about an honest, vulnerable um, communication. Yeah. Yeah. And so you give them that opportunity to tell you that that's not something that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't really like music. I really don't like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. I really am not, I'm not really into sports. And then I can say, you know what? I totally get it. There are things that I'm not into. Let's talk about what you are into. Yeah. What do you like to do? And then if they're open and they share with you, then you got a whole nother lane to. to, I love that. Yeah. To drive in. That's really good advice. (laughs) Cause I was going to go into the whole setting intentions and you know how I can be. (laughs) Um, Cause I just, I love that stuff, but yeah, absolutely. Just bring it back and apologize if you were tuned out for a second there. And I've done that too. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The phone is chimed and I'm waiting for a call or waiting yeah. for a text and it comes through and I'm Ugh. like, Oh, I want, but see, here's where, you know, you're in a good conversation. If the person looks at you and they know your phone just went off and they say, Oh, is that important? Go ahead and, and get that. If you right. need to, I don't mind. And then you, you have a free lane to look open oh, up. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh yeah. This is one. Can you give me one second? I'll be right back with you. But that's when you're on that vibing, good energy situation. Mm-hmm. If, when you're on that uh, shaky ground, I'm not quite sure where I am in this relationship that I'm starting. You might not want to do those things. Right. Right. And so here's the thing too, is Because, you know, obviously we're going to get to how to end a conversation because it is awkward when you've extended it too long. Yeah. Like you've run out of things to talk talk about now. It feels very forced. And so especially when you're going for networking, you realize while you're having a conversation with someone, the purpose or the role or the, the future of where this new conversation possible relationship can go right so i met Corey. he plays the bass he's cool with connecting with my friend brian that's the connection there yeah right and so noted not while i'm in conversation with you obviously but right after and there's other people i need to network with right there's there's other things going on so the way I would end a conversation, we're like, Corey, it was so awesome to meet you. Thank you for sharing all your stories or whatever. I'm going to make sure to tweet you that information. We've already exchanged, you know, um, Twitter accounts, Instagram. Have a good night. Yeah. And that'd be that. Yeah. There's no need to extend the conversation just because it's good. If it's good, it's been good and it'll, it'll be good the next time around. Right. But there's no need to just keep trying to make it 
lasts longer and longer and longer. Now, if it's a personal agenda and you're attracted or something like that, that's a whole nother ball of wax. And we're not <laughs> right. In, we're, we're not, not talking <laughs> about dating or trying to. <laughs> yeah, we're just simply talking about business. And once you've made your connection, you got the job accomplished. It's not rude to say, great meeting you. Thanks for the information. Got your contact. You got mine. We'll be talking soon and move on. Mm -hmm. Now, that's in a very clean situation, right? Like, it's all good. What do you do with people who just keep talking and talking? You don't want to be rude and exit out. I'll be honest, Jen. I'm not the best with that. Uh, I've never been the best with that. And so I have struggled with that very that thing. A tough one. It's very tough. And I've I've exited too soon and and kind of messed that whole thing up. And then I've stuck around way too long because the the, the let me say the desire to talk yeah. <laughs> was so great that I felt like if I end it, I may ruin something. So let me just stay here and continue to listen. And I'm clearly not engaged at that point. So, yeah, that's always been one of those things that I've struggled with. And so I'm I'm open to how to end a conversation yeah. if the person really wants to talk more. Okay. So what I have to say may sound a little aloof or rude, but it's not really trying to – I'm not trying to be that. Because my question to you is, have you decided that there's a person in – I mean, a purpose in that possible relationship with that person. Have I decided? that? Yeah. So while this person's rambling, you know, I think one of the first questions is like, okay, talking to Corey, there's no connection there. He's a nice guy, but there's really not any purpose for me. Those are easier to break the conversation. And okay. what, what I mean is so determine like, this is someone actually that I really need to connect with. Gotcha. There's resources there that I need to tap into. So those are the two things. So if there's not really anything there, I would politely say, you know what? I haven't even said hi to the birthday girl, mm. you know, like, please excuse me. It's been such a pleasure. I don't want to be rude. I really need to give, like just spend some time with her. Yeah. And then that's it. Um, now if it's someone that you've connected with, I think that could work there too, but there would be more to that ending. Right. Like it's been awesome meeting you. I can't wait to connect. You know, we said we'd meet probably next Thursday. I'll reach out to you, send you an email, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to, um, hook up with the birthday girl and say hi. Right. Very, very easy, uh, straight to the point yeah. way of exiting the conversation and again i'm taking notes because it might not be a birthday it might not be a wedding it might not be a concert but maybe it's a uh fourth of july party and yeah. you haven't properly addressed the host of the yeah. of the party the host so is always a good go-to yeah so there's there's plenty of ways or people to bring up that you mm -hmm. need to address and mm -hmm. and maybe it's not even the host maybe it's just someone that oh there is so-and-so and i really need to there talk. you go so yeah, I'm and I'm taking that note and applying it in real time so that I mm. I can begin to operate in that. Right. And even if there's no real um I'm going to keep in touch with this person. We thank you so much for sharing your your travel stories. Those are awesome. And then, you know. So my 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 final question to you would be what happens when you meet the expectation is met? Yeah. And they exceed the expectation like within the first 30 seconds to a minute. And I've had this happen before and it's awkward because you really like, well, I don't even really know, know you, but you've already met every expectation and overshot wow, everything. In 30 seconds. Yeah. Cause like wow. in the music world, people yeah. come to you with, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Can Okay. And you're like, yes, yes. And yes. Mm -hmm. So now what do I do? So give me some pointers on, do I walk away at that point? Do I keep on mm. trying to, cause it's, it's a 30 second meet and greet and sure. I'm like, help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I get it. So if I met someone and they're all the check marks are there, um, I'm, I would spend some time. So I'd say, Corey, man, 
like instant, right? Like this is so cool. This is happening. Do you have a couple of minutes? Um, I have some questions. And so if you said, yes, I'll play the bass for you. I would ask, so what is your schedule like? Or why were you so into just jumping in this? Like, tell me what that's about. Right. So I think it's just more questions. Right. And getting to know the reasons for all the yeses. And I know Jen doesn't know why I'm asking this, but uh, two years, three years ago, we were in a situation where we were playing for the company we worked for. Mm -hmm. And the CEO of Yamaha Music came up to the band and began to speak. And he met all the check marks because this was a corporate situation, corporate setting. And so we knew everybody there was serious about their business. And when he made himself known who he was and what he did, um, there was no question in our minds who we were dealing with. Jen calmly and very professionally came up. And I I don't know if you intercepted or interjected. I don't even know what to call that. It, It wasn't even a handoff because you just took the reins and it was so beautiful but at that moment, check marks were met. And then I don't even know what you said to close the deal. But next thing we knew, we were about to be sponsored by Yamaha. We, <laughs> <laughs> I know it happened so quickly, didn't it? Yeah, we were going to be uh, showcased in Palm Springs. And then money was yeah. talked about and he was sending us a check. And it was like incredible. And so, yeah, those those moments happen. You got to know how to close that off without screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one for me was simple, but I was so nervous. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was nervous because, you know, you guys were a new music program and it happened so unexpectedly. And so there's no prep time for that. But honestly, you guys made that so easy. I mean, he was impressed. It was just a matter of let's talk logistics. Mm hmm. Or, you know, I, what I really, the question I loved asking him because it really excited him is how do you see them fitting with your vision and getting him to talk about future state and yeah. in that dream and kind his of conversation. Vision. Yeah. And his vision was crazy. Yeah. I'm yes. still trying to figure out how to get back <laughs> into his vision. <laughs> right. It's like, how, how does that work? Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead. We've talked about the exit. I think we've got some good pointers there. And then after it's done, anyone who knows me knows, oh, Jen's going to want us to write down, you know, who we met, what we learned about them, what I learned about myself, what worked well, what didn't work well. Absolutely. You need to do that. Absolutely. Another thing is if you have follow-up items, Follow up. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. Follow up, follow up, and follow up. Even if you just got a point of contact and you can't seem to find who you need to talk to, still follow up. Leave a message. Leave a text message. Leave an Instagram message. I've learned that people are really busy. They're genuinely busy. Mm-hmm. They have a lot on their plates, and they're doing things. So they're not just ignoring you. They just haven't gotten time to respond back or to and sometimes if you just reply once, then you get lost in 10, 15 texts a day that come in because now you're at the bottom of the pile and it's hard to get back. And I've done this, you know, so follow up with a with multiple phone call, a text message, an Instagram. Hey, just wanted to touch base with you, let you know that, you know, I did remember us meeting, blah, 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 whatever you need to say. But follow up. That's so key. You're really good at following up. Yes, have to be. You are so good at that. I Because the tendency for people is you think about it and you think, okay, yeah, I've got something to do right now or I actually want to finish this program I'm watching. I'll do it tomorrow. And then that tomorrow becomes something else and then you just forget about it. Um, So I always say when you think about it, do it. Or I don't know, Corey, if you do like, let me send this follow up within 24 hours of meeting the person, whatever. What does that look like for you? I got prompts. I text myself, email myself, things that I know I'm going to look at, things that I know I have to put my eyes on every day. And it's just a constant reminder. I leave um, windows open in my um, 
what's it called? The browser. Mm, that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when I open up the internet on my phone, it's the first thing I see. So I'm like, oh, I need to make sure I, I do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Always prompting myself. Love it. Yeah. So whatever works for you, Corey, the thing I love about your prompting is that it's very streamlined. It's on two devices. Yeah. Right. Um, or people like me, it's on a device. It's 20 journals. This journal. It's six in- electronic devices. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and people ask me all the time, how do you remember everything? I really think that's why. Just because I write it down. Now, ask me where I wrote it down. I need a little bit of time on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Because I know you. So I know how many... <laughs> different books and and i can't figure it out and i'm and that's why when so guys when jen asked me to go get something for her (laughs) i have to be this way because she'll give me the general oh it's in my office where in the office (laughs) on my desk where on the desk because all these places are huge and full of stuff so I need details so I can know. I'll be in there looking forever if I don't do that. I know. And you're so good about it, too. I love it. And people I work with know that about me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's funny. Well, I don't want to go into a whole nother topic. But this has been a joy talking about the art of conversations. Yeah, but that's a big part of conversation is getting all the details. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's another thing. Don't say, uh-huh. Or like I get, you know, and pretend like you understand because you don't, people feel embarrassed when they don't get it the first time, Mm -hmm. or maybe they're talking about something that you truly don't know. Be brave and ask the questions. I've been in meetings where I have no idea what they're talking about. And I will pause and say, "Um, my apologies. I don't know what that means. Can right. you elaborate on that? Oh, that's so golden. A fourth grade teacher of mine, Mr. Geiger, and I'm sure Mr. Geiger has probably passed away now because he was a senior when he was teaching us in the fourth grade. Oh, yeah. So he was teaching me some math stuff. And Mr. Geiger said, do you understand? And he, he called me by my last name. Do you understand? And I said, yes. He said, show me. And I couldn't show him because I didn't understand. Uh, and he said, why did you tell me you understood if you didn't understand? It's okay. Oh, what an amazing life lesson. To say, I don't yes. know or I don't understand. No question is a stupid question. And that just always stuck with me. I yeah. really appreciated that. So, yeah, guys, if you don't know, I don't know. Or please explain that again, as Jen said, so that you can understand and you yeah. can get it. Yeah. People respect that a whole lot more than you walking away and not knowing what to do and then do something really strange. Right, right. Yeah, and be you. Always. You know, and I know that there's that pressure to impress. I get it. There's that pressure to act like you're on top of things, you know things. I I just find the beauty in humanity. And I'm saying, I, I don't know, but God, I'd love to know. You know, I love to learn this. With you. I don't know if I'd be that passionate about I it. I would. I am. God, I'd want to know. No, I really am. Depending on what. <laughs> no, it I know is. you are. Oh, I so am. In fact, you told me the other day when we were watching something. Um, I was like, "Yeah, that was so good." It reminds me of, and then I'll talk about something I've learned. I legit am passionate about everything I talk about in this podcast. Everything I do at work. Everything I do, I'm so, because, you know, it's what I enjoy. Right. I enjoy reading. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy putting things into practice, certain things, not all things. Hello. Um, And, yeah, so people say, what do you do on your free time? And I say, oh, I learn about, you know, how to expand my coaching or, you know, learning new powerful questions. Like, but, Jen, that's what you do at work. Well, it's also things that I like to learn on my own free time. And again, great conversation and a great way to engage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just, I just stared at Corey and I had this spark in my eye because I remember our first conversation. I won't share it now, but Corey, you've always been a great person to have a conversation with. And it's been awesome to see you grow into the business aspect of things in and grow in patience to have conversations with people that 
you may not necessarily be interested in it first, you know, because you've been really <laughs> about, okay, yeah, I'm interested in that person. I'm going to talk there. Not going to talk to that person, <laughs> you know, so you've been, you've grown, you've been very inclusive to, to all. And it's just been amazing to see you elevate. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. And it has been growth and it has been a struggle, but it's doable. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So I hope this is spoken to anyone that's listening about the importance of the art of communication. If you have any tips for us, yes, we would love to hear them. My IG is Jen the Builder underscore Elevate. Yes. Um, please follow. I'll follow back. Send me a message. I am really good about messaging back. Yes, and is. I'm getting better about doing it within the first. 24 hours of receiving a message. And guys, I got some good news. Jen is about to have her website up and running again, and she will be able to engage. And I'm sure there's going to be a blog and a lot of and a ways. Facebook live again, Instagram. Like I miss those things, guys. I love writing. Speaking of conversation, communication, I love writing, um, but I enjoy interaction a lot more. So we're building those uh, bridges to. Hmm? Face-to-face interaction. Yeah, and we're building those bridges to to communicate with not only you, but with family and friends and whoever's willing to be engaged, not to mention, and I'm going to go out on the limb, we're going to have our first advertisement on our next podcast. I can't wait. And we're going to be partnering with small businesses and some big businesses in the, in the community. So, guys, big things are about to happen. There's something really uh grand happening in the shameless band our rcd comes out literally tomorrow really yeah we the cd arrives here oh, at, the, at okay. the house tomorrow and then the digital copy is very soon to follow and so oh, it's a lot God. of big things happening we we are preparing to be a part of uh the opening act uh which is the um man i'm just all confused opening now. act is a competition contest where if you win you're the opening band for this huge event at the hollywood bowl speaking of traffic yeah huge yes so um i'm putting this out there because there is a voting mechanism that we're gonna have and if you're willing to vote for the shameless band i hope that you've at least heard one song um if not then please go download us check us out we're under the shameless band the first song is chance and the second song is bell b-e-l and you can listen to us and see if you like us if you do give us a vote because we sure would appreciate it absolutely and you guys are such a big part of our journey Uh, and we just thank everyone and anyone who's ever supported us in the smallest way to the hugest way we're so appreciative and you elevate us oh, yeah, every all day. the time, all the time. And we are so grateful. And we will continue to do this podcast for as long as we can. We'll continue to make music. We'll continue to use our voices. And now we're taking a step further and being more intentional about how to connect with you all more than how we do now. So, you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day